Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. You're listening to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 54. Just a reminder, you can find all my shows and notes at callthatgirl.biz slash office365 or at callthatgirl.podbean.com. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash callthatgirl. All right, as usual, folks, before I start the show, i got to thank our friends over at App River. I'll tell you what I love about them, that they are my favorite, most awesome vendor in the whole wide world for Office 365 products. And they are email and web specialists, so they not only do Office, they also do other things. Um, They're all based out of Florida. And uh, basically, if you call for help, you get them on the first call. (laughs) They have lovely people who answer the phones, like the triage people, to direct the call where you want to go. And then if you need tech support, they'll transfer you to tech support, and you always get somebody. I think maybe once in three years, on a weekend, I got a voicemail because they were overloaded, but you almost always get a tech. And if you need a salesperson, they transfer you to sales. So you're not getting some tech salesperson like other companies do. Uh, they have that, and um, so they don't mix it up. They also have uh, different uh, staff for different things. So they've got engineers, they got sales engineers, they got migration deployment people, and I like that. So you don't have to deal with somebody that doesn't know about that specific thing. You can actually talk to the people that know what they are supposed to be doing. Ah, I love that about them. So, in fact, I just had a call uh, from a guy yesterday. He's like, yeah, we, he's probably going to laugh because he just listened to the show, but he, you know, he's like, yeah, we've been on hosted exchange and you know, we're looking for some help to you know, start doing the office. And you know, the only way to start doing migrations with exchange on Office 365 is to do it. But when I started doing it, I didn't have a coach. I had to go through it, you know, the hard way and learn everything. And uh, so the guy's like, yeah, I want to hire you to help us. And I set him up with, uh, with my sales rep so they could get in, have their own plan. And I'm just going to basically coach them through the steps. And then they're going to retain me for the aftercare stuff because, um, you know, that's what I do well. And, and, I mean, they have like, you know, 300 mailboxes, things that are way outside my scope. But... But, you know, it's good to have an aftercare tech to come in and help with stuff that they might not do every day, which is my cup of tea. And I do that every day. All right. So anyway, that guy at the very end also said, uh, oh, I love your podcast, by the way. So I was like, yes, I love it when people call from the show. Just makes me feel good. All right. Well, before we get on with the show, I've got a few updates. Um my Outlook video training videos are coming along real nicely. I uh, know I've um, you know, said this for so many years, I was going to do these, but I'm actually doing them, and they're in progress, and uh, I've got two sets done. i got two left to go. should have those done soon. You know, the thing is, I had to hire a, um, a guy to do the videos for me, the, the slicing and put them all together. I had to do them. Do you know why it takes to make a video? <laughs> takes a while because I don't like talking scripted. As you all know, I talk unscripted. And these videos I'm trying to make with um, kind of a cool different feel, like I'm actually talking to the, 
the person watching. And I want that feeling of like we have a little relationship even though I'm just a random person for them off the internet. So anyway, we got to, I had to learn how to uh, just make one recording. If I mess up, don't worry, just keep going. And, and uh, that was, it's a lot of work to do these videos. I think my second set took four hours. <laughs> for for a 10 minute or 20 minute video yeah well because you get going you start you want to stop and you're like oh i forgot that and oh that sucked and oh i i swore <laughs> that's me a lot all right and let's see uh i promised you guys last week that i was going to start looking for some new guests i i did go out on twitter and found a fella that i thought had just a ton of good information he has his own podcast and finally, he emailed me back and said he would do a show. Now, what this guy does, he actually is, uh, I don't even know how to even explain him. He's down in Australia. I'll tell you next week with when he actually comes on, his name and stuff. But he does more like, um, I don't even know how to say it, like high-level Office 365 in exchange. Definitely higher than me. And he's got a website with lots of cool um, free articles He's with a group of people that actually sell, boy, um, they actually sell a book called Office 365 for IT Pros. So I'm going to let him pitch that and definitely uh, talk about that. He's got, I don't know, he's got like 20,000 people on his list. I mean, I did some, you know, vetting of him. He looks like a good guest and he's coming on. So if you guys happen to have any questions you want me to ask him, uh, feel free to email me. Lisa at callthatgirl.biz. Okay, and before I get started again here, I just got to tell you guys that uh, I've been in Vegas and I'm so used to it being hot and it's now dry. I drank 17 bottles of water Saturday and Sunday, not even realizing I drank that much because you're so thirsty. <laughs> and I got my electric bill, $350, and it's not even the hot season yet. And now while I'm recording, of course, it's raining, which it never does. And I really want to be out there. And I wish I could, but it's still 108 degrees. <laughs> I tell you, this is really interesting, this move for me here. But anyway, I'm staying. Okay, so this week's topic is going to be, and I'll get to it after I tell you a couple stories. Uh, we're going to be talking about GoDaddy in this uh, in this show. I've got a lot of things I want to talk to you guys about because I happen to work with them quite a bit and then I just want everybody to kind of know the ins and outs of what I've had to deal with and my perspective of it. Um, as a lot of my clients get trapped into using GoDaddy or kidnapped, I like saying rather. But um, anyway, before we get started, I'm going to talk to you about uh, one of my clients and the issue he went through, which was interesting, which does not have to do with uh, anybody but Microsoft. So he he is a former CEO of a, or a former high-level guy of a company, and he's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm retired now, and I just want a really nice solution to sync my calendar, my contacts, and I have an Android, and someone recommended Office 365. So he said he went and bought the $4 a month, now, if you buy the $4 a month essentials, or $5 a month, you don't have to have a domain if you just want to use the on Microsoft free email that they give you, which a lot of people do actually, because for other reasons they need it. So anyway, I take the guy's call, 
And I'm like, yeah, I can help you get that set up, you know, his old data, move it in. I mean, that's what I do. But him and I had so many struggles. I kind of felt like the whole job was cursed from the beginning. And it wasn't just, it should be easy. Import a calendar into the exchange, right? And there you go. I mean, I even like telling people, this should be like a free job. It's so easy for me. But I end up spending almost two and a half hours with this guy. <laughs> and it was a lot of work because we had one snag after another. So the first snag we had was simply, I should have been able to add his exchange to Outlook 2016. And yet again, for no reason out of the blue, the guy has a simple pop account. I could not add his exchange for nothing. Nothing, it would not let me, and you know, I've talked about this, 2016 is horrible, would not let me do it, so I said, okay, let me try a couple other things. I tried making a new profile, it wouldn't connect, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to get into troubleshooting this. So I told him, let's have Microsoft do it because it's their software, and he was like, that's fine. He had just spent two hours with Microsoft prior to that prior to calling me. So I said, well, look, I'm going to get into the live chat and I'm just going to get it taken care of, right? Okay, so I log in. The live chat people, for, for some reason, they would not help, which this is strange because from what I remember, um, my clients recently that have had them call Microsoft, they were like, yeah, they were super great. They were motivated and fixed it. I could not get the guy in chat to do it. I called. I had six transfers. And he's not even a business. And he bought, what well, the problem is, he bought the standalone version, okay? So uh, 45 minutes on the phone, transferred six times, no one would help. I finally said, you know what, this isn't going to work. And he didn't want to call Microsoft either. And we couldn't downgrade him. So I was like, all right, well, what's another choice? And he said, well, if we could find something else, I'm happy to get rid of this $4 a month account and just try something else. Now, the thing is with Android, to get it to sync with Outlook, the only products I really like is the G-Sync It and the Companion Link. And I really tend to steer towards G-Sync It with the Android users because it's just more easy to use a Google you know, calendar and it works perfect. So he, I told him, look, this product's 20 bucks, so let's just do that. And he was like, okay, sounds good. So we set up the G-Sync and um, got that running. That was... <laughs> That's what I should have done in the first place. Because with that, it's just an easy add-on app that always, you know, stays in there. It doesn't even break as far as I've ever known. So we got that all set up and got him syncing. And, the, you know, the nice thing was is this guy, he's a sweet, sweet, sweet man. I mean, there was actually two hours of drama that I didn't even talk about. But he went through it with me. And the guy just couldn't give up on me. I was really having a bad day too because the call I had before him was the next one I'm going to talk about here. And it's kind of like, the, you know, when, when shit goes down, everything goes down. Not just one thing, but every single thing. So I was really kind of near uh, just breaking down <laughs> because I'm like, I hate that I'm having these challenges. Why doesn't things just work? Oh, and then I got to tell you, the worst part is this is what you guys need to know. <laughs> I forgot this part of the story was when I was trying to uh, fix the problem before I thought, um, what was I doing? 
I, I exported out as context and calendar, always as, you know, something I do first. I did know that his email was on POP, okay? So POP is in a PST file. It's not in an OST file, as far as I know. It's always in a PST. So I had to, oh, I know what happened. Is in part of the stress, I closed Outlook to test something. It popped up with an error, and I had to go into the, um, into the, App data folder, and I had to delete the the. Oh, I think it was the one that was giving me the error. I had to delete something. Anyway, so it ended up blowing up the PST file, and all of his folders were gone. I was like, "Oh no!" No, it didn't blow it up. It just wouldn't let me open it. So I broke it, which Outlook broke it, not me. I just closed Outlook. So I actually was starting to panic. Like, how am I going to fix that now? And luckily, I ran scan PST, and that fixed that. So that was awesome. But uh, just keep in mind, though, that the in 2016, the OST files and the PST files looked the same. And uh, as you can hear, I'm exhausted just talking about that job. It was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, pretty long. But the guy and I built a really nice relationship. He called me his angel, and he he saw the struggles I was having, and he just he was really calm the whole time and funny. And uh, I really enjoyed that client. <laughs> well, anyway, he bought a prepay, so now he is a client for sure. But the job I had before that guy was this other lady who had an Android issue too. It's like, hmm, maybe that's the problem. I had two Android calls in a row, which I never do. Anyway, so she was calling and said, I happen to have a big problem with my contacts. My Android has like thousands and thousands of contacts that aren't on my exchange server. And I was like, oh, I should be able to handle that, right? It's pretty easy. I know exchange. I kind of know the Android. Not like I should. And uh, so I said, all right, well, let's remote in. I booked the appointment, blah, blah, blah. And I get in and I see that her exchange server had, I think, 400 and some contacts. And she was like, no, I've got like 13, 1400 I was like, okay, where are they? And she was like, I think they're on the Android. And I said, well, I don't know how they would have got off Exchange onto the, the Android hard-coded in. But I said, well, I don't know what. But she had some other app, too, at some point. So anyway, uh, the first hour with her, I said, well, maybe we should try to get those contacts off the Android. So the first thing I did was backed up the Exchange ones. So... Remember, whenever I do work with contacts and calendar, I always back up. It's just, I just have to because it makes me nervous. In case something F's up, I am safe, okay? Because <laughs> I can go fix that, and I have to. Okay, so I downloaded this Android app that had a lot of, you know, in Google, had some reviews and stuff. It didn't look shady. And I install it, and me and her could actually see the contacts on the Android, and it was looking pretty good. Uh, I was like, yeah, here you got duplicate, duplicates, you know. But the problem is, is that when I tried exporting them, it somehow got corrupted on the phone. And I don't know what happened, but I was exporting, and all of a sudden it said 1,800, and then 3,600, it started, like, duplicating. And next thing you know, I had 15,000 exporting. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on. This Android, I don't understand it, but... So at that point, I said to her, oh, boy, I think you, you might have those hard-coded in there somehow. 
And get this, I did check the uh, Google, there's a Google Sync little thing on the phone that was shut off. I mean, let's put it this way. I'd done everything I knew. And at this point, she knew going in that she had a big mess on the phone. I saved the 400 and some she had in the exchange. So I was in good shape, right? So anyway, I said, okay, uh, let's uh, schedule another appointment because I, was, I had to go help the other guy I just talked about. And you know what? I was already on high-level stress because I thought I'd put, I don't know, the 15000 I thought got, I don't know how I thought. I'm trying to think of how that was. Oh, I know what I did was I had imported them into a subfolder in our exchange. That's how the hour closed, <laughs> was those 15,000 corrupted ones I imported into a subfolder, which those went back on her phone. So it was a big circle mess. Anyway, I had to end the call, and I said to her, we'll take care of this on the next appointment, because the 15,000 were all corrupted, and I had to figure it out. So the next appointment I had, I was in butter shape. I had fixed the other guy up, and I was calm, and I said to her, so look, there's still something wrong so I deleted those 15,000 off the server. I went into her other computer and I decided to go snooping around. And in the deleted items, I happened to find like 1,500 contacts. And I don't know why I thought of that, but when people start missing stuff, you gotta remember on exchange, it goes to the deleted items. And I think she actually had Prior to calling me, she'd worked with Microsoft and the Geek Squad. So I was like, well, there you go. I said, there's 1,500 or so in the deleted items. So I know how to get those out. So what I did was I exported out her deleted items into a PST folder. And then I opened that PST folder and I sorted and got all the contacts and exported them out. And then I put them into the Exchange server in a subfolder called, um, I don't know, the big group or something. And so then on the server, she had her 400 and some, and then we had the big group, which was the 1500. And I actually also went and found somewhere in that list another missing categories group that she forgot she had. So we'd like 300 and some in there. So this was a big win, actually. <laughs> I said to her, now that we got all your contacts out of the deleted items off the server, Let's go and have you take the phone and just get it refreshed. So, because she likes going to the Geek Squad. So I was like, fine, go to the Geek Squad. And, um, and I said, just get the phone refreshed. And she also made a few comments that her, her Android was messing up with other stuff, you know, her apps and stuff. So I said, well, then you should just get, get it refreshed as long as we have your data backed up and you know you're going to lose stuff on the phone. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. So sometimes you have to just reset those phones. Okay, so she calls me a Saturday afternoon in a panic saying, look, I'm at Geek Squad, and the guy here, he's, you know, he's very knowledgeable, but I want you to talk to him, Lisa, and because we just deleted almost all the contacts off my phone, and they're not on my computer anymore. I'm like, what? Oh, my God, where's all my work? Now, luckily, I back up everything after I do the work. Because I always have to have that backup, backup. <laughs> I back up things before I do the work. And then when I'm done, I back them up so I know I have a final. Because to me, I'm like, if I did all that work, I'm not going to have to go fix it again. So anyway, the kid kind of got lucky. But the, he was in there manually deleting 
all those contacts. And I said, what are you doing? I said, you should just refresh the phone or reset it, not go fix the contacts. I already did all that work. But he thought he could, you know, be the rock star and fix her problem for her. And finally, I said to him, do you even know what exchange is, you little millennial? <laughs> I mean, I meant it jokingly, but, and I didn't say you millennial, but these kids, they don't know, you know, they don't know business, business services. They don't know business products. They don't know any of this stuff. He said, no. And I said, well, I'll just tell you that next time you go deleting some contacts out of somebody's phone, you could be deleting them off the server. He goes, okay, I'm glad you told me. I said, yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, I told her, well, safety, good thing I backed up, so don't worry about it. Just reset that phone because all those hard-coded ones or whatever, they're all going to be gone. Oh, so we got that done. And then she calls me back, and she's like, I'm going to buy a support ticket. I want to work with you. You'll be my first call for help. I was like, yay. Okay. So we got her done, and then I had to book another appointment with her. To go fix all, I had to go back and find all the stuff I'd backed up. I got it all into the server again. We actually found just a little bit more data. A few more contacts hidden in there. And uh, today I closed up that job. So that was like almost a four-hour job just for the contacts. It was it was pretty brutal. But, uh, you know, with both those clients I helped, I ended on a really good relationship. And, uh, you know, they're the kind of clients I like, you know. I mean, honestly, with the Android tool boy that got scary with that 15,000 on and the worst part is with that android app on the computer i couldn't even export it into outlook without it being corrupted so i don't know if i trust that next time we'll see all right and then like i was saying uh with the new guest coming up office 365 i actually begin a lot of consult calls a lot more than usual and i like it and hold on one sec, gang. I gotta shut my window. Um, well, the thing is, I, I like getting these, these consult calls because what's happening is people are doing migrations on their own, which is fine, or they're having other companies do it. And the companies are honest and just say, look, that's outside of our scope, so we need to find somebody else to help. And they call me, which is awesome. Now, a lot of the things they're looking for help with is calendaring, contacts, kind of specialty work that, you know, a normal tech wouldn't uh, maybe be able to fix that because they don't work with it all the time, you know. I did, I don't know, a couple of those yesterday. Contacts, I had a fixed bunch. I do a lot of contact sharing between uh, people, like on the server level. And the big one is people uh, get exchanged and they're like, well, how come we can't share a group and see it on our phones? I'm like, yeah, you can't. That's something that Microsoft hasn't figured out with the phones yet. And the phone people don't care, so they're not going to look into it. So we have to have a Band-Aid. So what this means is, like, let's say John, who's the owner of a company, wants to share his contacts with his employees, but John doesn't want his full contacts, you know, to be out there to, with everybody, so he wants to make a subgroup, you know, let's say also, well, John's contacts can't be viewed by somebody not in Outlook. So he, so his employees can't open up his on their phone. That's a, that's a bad, that's a no, no. So what I tell people is you can do it by spending the extra five bucks a month and getting yourself a uh, one dedicated mailbox. 
you get the one mailbox, let's just say it's called info. So you called info, and within that, you can actually have your info emails delivered there, which a lot of people have already. Then you can use the calendar for like company, you know, stuff like let's have a party today, someone's birthday, someone's out on vacation, whatever. And then the contacts are the company contacts. And within that, you can have subfolders. So then what happens is anybody who gets that access, we install that on their Outlook, uh, not install it, configure it. Then they and the other people who have that all have the same exact stuff and they can see the same subfolders. And they can use the, the groups and the categories and everything crosses over the, the exchange. Awesome. The only problem with that is if you happen to get a rogue employee that's going to go destroy data, you want to make sure that you do have a backup for that exchange server. That's about the only time I really think you'd need a backup is if you got random people checking that account and then they're like, well, I think today I'm going to go destroy the entire database because even if you delete everything, you can delete permanently and purge and it could be gone, you know. So I try to tell people that in the consults, I say, you know, you got to be careful if you get some random employee. I've only seen that happen once, but it does happen. You always get that crazy one that does something. Um, so, yeah, and then I had a few people call and ask for SharePoint and they want to try to start getting into it. And one guy bought a six-hour training package from me. And uh, it's funny. He said, yeah, I want all my employees to learn Outlook, blah, blah, blah. When it came to the very first meeting with him, he was like, eh, let's just dive right into SharePoint. I'm like, no warning. <laughs> I thought we were going to train you on Outlook, and we jumped right into SharePoint. Which, now that I've been doing more of it again, I'm getting more familiar with, you know, how I, I should be training on it and stuff. And I'm okay with that, you know. I'm more comfortable because I know the ins and outs of it and I haven't 100% promoted it. But I'm getting there because people want it. And I'm finding, you know, if I just train them not to use the desktop sync, it works great. <laughs> and I've kind of yet again refused to help with OneDrive which is still ongoing, unfortunately, for me. But, uh, all right, so let's see. Then I had, oh, boy. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of contacts this week. I'm going to put that in my notes here. And then I had another fella that, you know, I give the free 15-minute consult, and people are okay with that. But the thing is, I'm not going to give away any answers anymore. The only time I do give away an answer is when I say, you know, if you want this shared mailbox, you do have to buy it. And sometimes they're smart enough to go, oh, well, then that's what we'll do and we don't need her. I'm like, whatever. You know, I have to tell them if I have to, you know, bill them for something to get the job done. Maybe I don't have to, but I feel I should. But, yeah, I've had a few people be like, yeah, you're kind of expensive for that. And I'm like, well, you know, you're looking for an expert. That's why you Googled me. And uh, I'm not that expensive and I know what I'm doing. So whatever. I've kind of gotten to the point where I just um, take the consult calls, book it on the spot or, or not, and I've kind of quit doing follow-ups and stuff because, I don't know, I kind of feel like it's a demand service, you know. If uh, they're going to hire me, they're going to hire me. I'm sick of chasing people. <laughs> All right, gang, now we can work on this uh, topic here for t today. The GoDaddy story and... I don't know how to approach telling you guys this, but I just happen to work with a lot of their products and getting people off them or dealing with them. 
And, you know, many years ago, I did work with them with Hosted Exchange. It was great until they started getting really bad at it. And I started to want to work with the Office 365, which at that point, they weren't doing it. Okay. So I wasn't really migrating people over to AppRiver as much as I was just like anybody knew was going to be with AppRiver. And that was, I don't know, three years and three months ago now. So, you know, anybody knew went to them. I never sold the, the GoDaddy services so much. But moving ahead, if anybody called me, I said, well, we're going to take you off GoDaddy and put you on AppRiver. Because sometimes they had a problem and I was like, let's get out of that. And the reason why is these top issues I'm going to talk to you about now. So, and just keep in mind that a lot of the, the calls that come in right now for my aftercare are from GoDaddy migration mess-ups, which there's a lot of mess-ups they do. <laughs> and in my opinion, if, uh, if you're listening and you're a happy-go-lucky reseller, then I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you might be offended by this and I don't want to offend anybody, but this is just my, you know, reaction. <clears throat> Excuse me. So drive it. Have another water here. Um, this is just my experiences with working with this company and what my clients have said. And so they said, if you're happy, go lucky. Um, I, I apologize. You just, I don't know. Anyway, I'll just keep going. Okay. So the one thing that I don't enjoy is when I have to call in for a client in their phone queue, I, the comparative with calling App River is like you're calling a real business with App River. Like you actually get somebody nice on the phone, one person that just transfers you. You don't have to wait on a phone queue, listen to their sales pitches, listen to the lady in the background, and then saying, you know, click pound to not listen. If you miss it, then you're stuck listening to it. You can't talk to your clients because I always have them conferenced in. And it's annoying because there's so many different options. And I don't know. I just, I'm like, can I just get to the help? And the problem is that once you get the help, I already know I'm going to get resistance. Okay. <laughs> they say they have outstanding first level support. Well, in my opinion, I don't get it because I'm already calling in with a problem that I know they're going to resist me on helping. And uh, we'll say this isn't even sale. This is just tech support. So generally they don't want to help unless it's something super easy. They don't want to help because it's not a sale. That's the other thing. And they don't want to help because they don't know how to do it. And a lot of times they say, well, it works on the webmail. So, it, you know, then I'm like, well, too bad. It's still a problem. I'm an expert. I already know it's something you have to help with. And they never want to help. And as of late with Office 365, they've actually started telling people, well, that's a Microsoft issue and you need to call them. Okay. My opinion is, this is why I love AppRiver. You don't have to call Microsoft ever. <laughs> they have in-house third-level engineers that you can actually talk to and email. And I'm not saying build a relationship with, but they're there. And they don't resist. They just help you. They're, you know, like if you call GoDaddy and get their first-level person, you're not happy and demand a supervisor. <laughs> we don't have that here. Well, you could maybe talk to second level, but they won't let you get past them. They've got like this wall of attack up. You are not getting past second level and there's nothing you can do about it. Then what? You just, you just don't get that with other companies and at River. They're, they're, they're very helpful. In fact, you never even need second level 
ever. <laughs> I have, I've never needed it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So number two was outstanding first level support. No, I don't believe they have it. Now, there are people that have called and got great first level support, which I would call the sales tech who gladly will sell you five years of services at a discounted price, you know, for 1600 bucks. That was a great first level support call because people, they get excited to buy. And I have to admit, I'm a domain buyer myself, you know, so, yeah, I get it. People like buying stuff and get in the deal. And those sales techs are pretty quick for them to go, oh, yeah, now if you sign up for this, we're going to give you a discount there. And then on top of that, we're going to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people have no problem giving GoDaddy $1,600, you know, to, to give me that it's like backbreaking. So anyway, that's why I'm trying to tell you guys out there that what I do is tell my clients not to go with them first, but to check with me first because of the support. Okay, hold on. I lost my track here and I got to get back on with my list. Um, so anyway, the second thing is that the sales techs are going to put the sale in, okay? But they're not actually going to do the migration work. Now, the migration work could be done by a team of people, okay? And I don't know how they actually do it, uh, but I do know that one of my clients was on the GoDaddy hosted exchange and then they got, <laughs> and they had to call in for a problem and the GoDaddy guys uh, upped them to Office 365 GoDaddy and it took them four days to migrate their own servers and my client was just in pain because her outlook had no mail in it because it was migrating and they, they really hosed her up. And not only that, they, they hosed up her husband and all their other stuff. And it was like a four day kidnapping, which they were like promised, Oh, we're going to save you all this money and da, 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 da. And it really was for nothing because the clients didn't understand that there was going to take four days of their business down to get this done. Where I told my clients, I can't believe you guys got talked into this. And they said, we can't either. It was so quick. I said, I know, they're sneaky. You call in for a problem, they turn around and sell you this and don't even tell you the problems that could happen. Where I at least give expectations to my clients of what can happen. I'm there to support them. My migrations are done in a day. And, you know, and they were good clients. They just, you know, admittedly got snaked in, which can happen. It's very fast. So, because... If you're not selling MSP stuff, you got to be prepared. If your clients are going to be calling, you know, the tech support to GoDaddy, that can happen. All right. And let's see. Now, another thing I don't like is that their Office 365 control panel is a hijack. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, <laughs> this lady today said a word I shouldn't even say, but I'm going to call it bastardize. I don't even know what that means, but it just sounds funny. Uh, their control panel is like the light and easy version for people. It's kind of like, you know, a control panel, but not really. Um, it's like they only let you do so much. So if you're a technician doing work, you definitely don't like that control panel. I will tell you that right now. Um, I still don't believe they give you access to the exchange control panel. So they kind of shut techs out of it. And that's why I tell clients, and I hate to say this, but I'm like, you have to call GoDaddy to get the exchange work done because they won't let you in. They really trap you out. It's kind of like how um, Windows hides the app data folder from clients and you have to go unhide it because they don't want people going in there to delete and stuff. It's available, but you got to unhide it, right? 
Well, this is the same thing with GoDaddy. And I've tried, and I don't believe you can get into the control panel. If you can now, excuse me, but it's been a while. But I just have the clients call up GoDaddy and get it done. And I'm like, you got to go in and have them do it. And whatever they do, and I'll tell you this, that the techs, when you call GoDaddy's for help, if they can't sell you something, they're not real happy about it. They don't want to do the work for you. And that's the, the biggest complaint to hear from my clients was, yeah, I had to call, but they weren't very happy about it. Cause I'm like, cause they don't get any bonus from you for doing actual work. Unfortunately. Um, all right. Yeah. The control panel is horrible and it actually is like their interface too. It just scares me. And sometimes I don't even know when I'm remoting into a client's computer that they're on the GoDaddy office. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, let's go log in. Oh, there's that control panel again. Oh, I already know there's trouble. And that's exactly how I feel is I just palm face. Oh, it's there. And, uh, and then of course, you know, for me to try to migrate them over Dap river doesn't make sense at that point, unless they're very frustrated because my migration costs are expensive too. So sometimes I have to wait till they have that ultimate moment where they're so angry that they are ready to split nails or whatever it's called, which reminds me of a fella who called me a few days ago and he is the IT person of, um, I think it was like 40 users and he came into the job. They'd already been on the GoDaddy office and he called me and said, I want out. We're, we're moving the whole domain off because I can't get into the control panel to manage stuff. And I said, you're right, buddy. You can't. So here's my rep's number and get on our system where you can actually do some work. I mean, ever, don't even think about doing anything with, uh, you know, anything serious like PowerShell. Not happening. Not happening. All right. Let's see what else. Um, let's see. I don't know if I got anything else. I kind of rolled through all my, 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 my issues I have with them. And uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm probably brain farting here a little bit, but uh, yeah. I think I covered it all. Well, anyway, gang, that is kind of the show, I think. It, uh, sorry for the quick ending. I, I just realized I was at the end. But um, anyway, start uh, start thinking about if you guys have any questions for the uh, Exchange Server guy that I'm going to be having next week. And I do have another guy from Technible coming on. Uh, he is kind of very well known there. Uh, most of you that are tech nibblers know him and he's got a lot of value to add. I'm very excited to have him on. I think we're going to book him after July. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been busy with the summer there, but he'll be coming on and, um, we can all take a little learning lesson from him cause he does stuff I don't do. And I'm kind of excited to hear about it myself. All right, gang, I think that is it. So I'm gonna close up the show here. Now let me get to my bottom notes. All right. This has been a Heyman Hendrickson production, audio supported by Mitch Heyman. Thank you to our sponsor, App River and Podbean for hosting. If you have a story you want to share or be a guest on the show, contact me, Lisa, at callthatgirl.biz and check out my shows at callthatgirl.biz slash office365. And don't forget, if you need some counseling or some coaching, if you want to start getting into Office 365, I've been getting calls for it and I am willing to help and help you get started anyway for the break fix guys or girls, you know, I'm not doing big, um, big, you know, 
the hundred level mailboxes. I'm just doing the small ones. But you know, if you want my help, I'm willing to to help you out at a discounted deal. So let me know. All right, gang. Talk to you later. See you next week.